Hello and welcome to Somos Padres, a podcast dedicated to the constant development of our parenting and ourselves. We are your hosts, Paulo and Yesenia. Thanks for joining us as we share our parenting experiences rooted within the context of our own life journey. In that spirit, we will also be sharing parenting information and the stories of mothers and padres out there who have embraced their own personal evolution as the greatest gift of parenthood. Here we go. Hi. Hola. Bienvenidos a Somos Padres. Welcome back. So we're here once, once again. Yes, we're here on releasing this, uh, we're releasing this episode on El Día de la Virgen de Guadalupe. So yeah. Very special episode uh, because we want to, we want to honor this day. Yes, and, let's honor this day. And, and, and actually it's going to be a first for us. Yes. Talking about like a sp- uh, um, spirituality and religion mm-hmm. uh, in a way in a yes. way yeah so we'll get to that but first what are we drinking paulo oh the drink for today uh <laughs> the drink for the day hey, um since it's the weekend um it's actually a michelada tell us what you put in it so i mean uh this michelada because you did make this from scratch yeah i made it from scratch although there was a miss uh there's some uh missing ingredient but I'm like, oh, how can I replace the ingredients? Still, la michelada tastes so good. Yes. So okay. obviously, uh, it's made with a Modelo beer. Modelo beer. Yeah, clamato. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a spicy sauce, tapatio. I put tapatio in there. Okay. Lemon. Mm-hmm. Uh, pepper. Pepper. Yeah, and um, and that's about it. Oh, that's. Oh, it. and a little bit of salt. Oh, and a little bit of salt. Yeah, and a little bit of salt. Yeah. Um, there's an, good. yeah, there's something else, but I don't, I don't think I should say it. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what is it with you? I don't know because people are going to go, oh yeah, no, no, that's a weird drink. It actually tastes so good. <sighs> Did you put eggs in this again? No, there's no eggs. <laughs> <laughs> no, no eggs. In it. Uh, and actually, you know what? It's because I needed to replace the, the Worcestershire yeah, sauce. Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> I cannot even say, I can't uh, say either, it. But that sauce, yeah. So I put a little bit of ketchup. Organic ketchup. Oh, my God. I put organic ketchup, but um, the thing that makes it so special is actually the type of lemon that I use. Oh, okay. It's uh, some tiny little ones. They're like, now that Mexican key limes, this, this, it's a different variety. Okay. But they're small, so juicy. It's just, uh, the taste is just Are these incredible. the ones from my dad's tree? Yes, that's the oh, ones from okay. my suegro's tree. Oh, mm-hmm. that's cool. Imagine, freshly I cut. thought you were going to say you put like A1 sauce or something. No. <laughs> it's Texas? No. I'm not, not, not adventurous right now. Yeah. Right. But it tastes really good. You know? Well, let's move on to uh, high-low. Um, oh, yeah. Mm. What, was, what was your low this week? <sighs> low? Mm-hmm. Low for me is like, I haven't been... Or able... did you want to start with the high? No, let me just, let me just say the low. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The low for me this week is... Uh, I've been, uh, you know, like I, I take supplements. Uh-huh. I take supplements, and uh, and um, for this re- uh, for the past week, I, I saw these supplements that I, I bought like a, a while ago, and I'm like, I haven't taken it. I haven't taken these supplements. Mm-hmm. Let me let me check them out, and I'm gonna just take them by themselves, you know, not with anything else co- combined. And I was taking two supposed, you know, to um, uh, get rid of toxins in the body. <laughs> uh-huh. But the thing is, like at night, I wasn't being, I, I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't getting tired. Okay. So, uh, so no, yeah, I have like. They, they're not working for you. It's not working because there's already been 
Well, some people may say, oh, yeah, Pablo, that's a plus. <laughs> I actually been waking up at five in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every day. Yeah. And yeah. And, and then I can now go back to sleep. Okay. No, like today was super hard. I, I actually tried to make myself sleep a little bit more. But uh, yes, I was able to accomplish a little bit more, but then I felt horrible. It was uh, sluggish. Bueno. Yeah. So a fail on those supplements. Yeah, fail. No, yeah. Uh, you, you, know, you know, you, you keep you, trying. You, no, keep you trying. No, yeah, that's it. I'm <laughs> well, try another one, right? You well, yeah, I'm just gonna keep go like, find uh, the right okay. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, my low is that I actually got officially diagnosed with TMJ. Um, mm. which it stands for something that, um, I don't know. Can you look it up while I'm talking, but so, so we can tell people what TMJ stands for, but I got diagnosed with that. I literally have been actually having this issue for probably six months, but it was manageable for me. It, it's basically pain in my jaw area, problems with like opening and closing my mouth, Um, And it got so bad that my ear, my right ear, started to have, like, severe, severe pain. Okay, TMJ stands for temporomandibular joint pain. Yes, it is a lot. So, yeah. Acute pain. (laughs) Yes. Um, It says that it's a displacement of the cartilage disc that causes pressure and, st- and stretches certain sensory nerves. Anyways, it's pain in my jaw. Yeah. And it was so bad. It was, um, yeah, I had this really, like, sharp, sharp pain in my ear. And I actually thought that I had an ear infection. And when it got to that point where I was having this, like, horrible pain in my ear, I was like, oh, my God, I probably have an ear infection. And it would literally happen most at night when I was, like, going to bed. And so I went to the doctor and she's like, yes, you have an ear infection. And I was like, great, give me antibiotics and I'm going to be like on my way. So she gave me the antibiotics and I finished the antibiotics and I still had ear pain. Yeah. And I went back to her and she checked me again and she's like, oh, I don't know what's going on. So she gave me different antibiotics. Okay, I went on a second round of antibiotics, went back, still had ear pain. So I thought she's going to have to give me something else. And then she checked my ears. She's like, oh, yeah, you're fine. She's like, you have TMJ, um, but I can't treat you. Your dentist has to treat you. And I was like, what? I don't understand this. A what? And she's like, yeah, it's your jaw. So your dentist has to treat you. So then I went to the dentist. And then the dentist said, yes, you have TMJ, but... I have to send you to an oral surgeon. <laughs> so yeah. last week I finally went to the oral Wait, surgeon. You're, you're skipping in one part. Which part? You actually went to the chiropractor. Oh, as well. that's right. I was. Oh man, it's because you you guys know how these like these appointments. You know, first of all, each time I was on antibiotics, it was ten days, another mm. ten days, and if you can imagine, I'm suffering because this ear pain is so sharp. And it's happening at night and I have ringing in my ears and I have just all this pain. So anyways, I was like, let me try my chiropractor. So I went to my chiropractor. I was like, please help me. I have TMJ. And she's like, oh, yeah. Oh, I can I can totally um, crack or align, fix yeah. your jaw. Yeah. She like popped my jaw. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God. I mean, I felt better. And then she does this procedure where she sticks her, she puts on a glove on her hand and then she sticks her hand in my mouth to like 
uh, massage the muscles that are oh. inside of my mouth, like on oh the, on like under my uh, along my cheek towards towards the jaw, like your gums. I mean, it, it that sounds the painful. worst pain ever. I mean, I I can't even describe it. It was just the worst pain ever, and but I did feel like a little better. But see, still not completely going away. Mm-hmm. So anyways, long story short, because I've gone really long with this story, uh, went to the oral surgeon this past Thursday and he says, yes, you have TMJ, but I need to start out with like first level analysis and I need to see, uh, because he explained how, yeah, it's a joint at the very top of my jaw. He's like, there's a joint there and it's got, I don't know. It's swollen? It's, It's swollen. Yes. So there's some inflammation there. But they're in. I ha- he has to like get rid of the inflammation in order to be able to really see if the joint has like things stuck to it. I forget what he said gets stuck to it, but then that's what like causes the problem. So, anyways, long story short, right? He said I have to do ten. No, I'm sorry, two weeks of a liquid diet. Oh yeah. I cannot chew because he's like I can't immo- fully immobilize your jaw. Like you, you know that would be way too hard for you but i think the diagnosis like that or that approach is actually really good because uh he's trying to avoid at all mm-hmm. costs yes a possible surgery you know? yes yes he's like i want to do first level things so yeah two weeks of a, a liquid diet i cannot chew anything and then uh i'm also on an uh muscle relaxer at night and an anti-inflammatory in the morning oh wow for those two weeks and and also heat um i'm supposed to be putting heat on myself like as many times t- at 20 minute intervals which i haven't even started doing but i already feel better to be honest like not chewing i'm yeah, like three days because in. it's like if you're not chewing you're not using the muscle yes mm-hmm. so i'm three days into my liquid diet <laughs> which mm-hmm. you know has been difficult in the sense of when i go out i'm like oh my god i'm out what do i eat Mm -hmm. And I have to find, like, Panera so I can get, like, a tomato soup or something. Because, Mm -hmm. really, what do I eat? Um, So, anyways, that's kind of the low. Well, you're going to have to liquefy a lot of foods. I do. Lentils. Lentils. You're going to have to do stews. A lot of stews in the licuadora blender. Yep. That's my life right now. That's kind of the low. Well, it's two with the spoon. But, like, every low, there's kind of a high in there, right? Because... I am getting better. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's move with that on that note. What is your high? Oh, the high? Um, my high is like, you know, I spend time with my family. Uh, Saturday. Uh, yeah. On Saturday, I was able to, my mm-hmm. sister came to visit and I went to obviously hang out with them mm-hmm. and I was able to see a lot of my siblings. Yes. Um, and we, we had a good, yeah, family yeah. time. We had a good time. I saw my mom. Yeah. She's looking all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but we can, yeah, and even uh, Pablo Jr. and um, uh, Victoria, they went with me, and then, yeah, they spent the, t- the time, they were not pressuring me to come back home. Yeah, so it was a, a very, just an enjoyable experience. Yeah, it was a, a chill day, enjoying yeah. plenty of laughs. I yeah. missed it, because I was my brother's plus one for his work oh, holiday yeah. but, well, Based on what but, I hear, yeah. it was good. Yeah, we had a good time, too. My high... Uh, is actually it happened this morning because my parents came over unexpectedly and my mom took out her um, 
I don't know. Oh, and this is, oh, that, oh, no wonder this is the reason why we're recording the to right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's kind of connected to, right, yeah. to the today, right? Uh-huh. She, um, she has been telling me to cut the dead roses off of our rose bushes because mm-hmm. she's like, you want to help the rose bushes to, you know, grow. And so when you see the roses wilting, she's always telling me, like, cut yeah. them, cut them, cut them. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't done it. And so she came over with her uh, scissors that they actually use for working in the grapes. Mm -hmm. So they're super really good for that. And so she busted out her scissors and then, um, or they called shears. Yeah, shears. Scissors is fine. Yeah. And then... And then I was like, oh, I'm going to help her because there's <laughs> way too many of these. The, I mean, our rose bushes are humongous at this point. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's going to be here for a, a really long time. And I can see she's struggling. So I'm like, I'm going to help her. So I started helping her. And then Victoria came out. And then, which she doesn't always do, but she came out and she was hanging out with us. And then, and then my mom was like, oh, Victoria, like, come and help us. You do the ones over here. And so my dad went and got her her own shears, scissors, whatever. And so then she had them. And then my mom taught her how mm. to cut them, how to cut them correctly. And so I don't know. I was very present that in that moment, I was like, wow, I'm so glad that she'll always have that, that my mom taught her how to trim mm-hmm. the roses. Cut the roses. Yep. Yeah, to mm-hmm. cut the roses. Yep. And I'm like, wow, that's, I don't know. It was a beautiful moment, memory yeah. created. Oh, yeah, it was so, cool. And then yeah. the day was beautiful. And the day was, was it was really, was really beautiful. And then my yeah. dad helped with For this time of the year, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, to, yeah so to, to be sunny. Prune the tree. And so mm-hmm. it, was just a, it was just a lovely morning. Yeah. So that was my high. Yeah. Well, and that, ladies and gentlemen. That's going to lead us to the, today's topic. Lead a, leads us to today's topic of La Virgen de Guadalupe. That's right. We're going to talk, talk about the Virgin of Guadalupe. So, Paolo, why don't you kick us off for anyone that may not know who La Virgen de Guadalupe is, Mr. Teacher. Well, the Virgen de Can Guadalupe. It's been a while since so I invested myself, you know, into the, the story. Just uh-huh. Trying to remember the story. But so La Virgen de Guadalupe actually appeared to an indigenous uh, person named uh, Juan Diego. And she appeared to Juan Diego in four occasions. All right. Uh, the first encounter uh, happened on December 9th. The second one happened on December 10th. The third one on, on December 11th. And the fourth encounter and last encounter on December 12th. Um, uh, well, basically, the, the whole purpose of the, the apparition is, uh, was due to the, uh, the, and the Virgin wanted she wanted a, a temple, a church to be built on that site, mm-hmm. which was um, on the Tepeyac Hill. Okay. Yeah, in 1531. Okay. Yeah. So she tra- uh, she conveyed the message uh, to Juan Diego to go and tell the bishop that she wanted a temple to be built on, on Tepeyac Hill. Mm-hmm. And obviously the, the bishops and the, the clergy all that they didn't believe him. Mm-hmm. And it, that's why the back and forth. And it was the back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> even on one occasion, San Diego even tried to avoid that, taking the same route mm-hmm. because um, his uncle was actually really sick. And, but uh, he took a different route, but the Virgin still appeared to him. Mm-hmm. And, and she was like, Juan Diego, don't worry. 
Mm-hmm. Just go and deliver that, that message. And please go uh, because your uncle is going to be fine. Mm-hmm. First of all, your uncle is going to be fine. Don't worry. Don't worry about your uncle. Just go and, uh, and, and collect roses. Uh, uh, put those roses in your cloak mm-hmm. and go and, 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 and tell the bishop again that I want a church to be built here. Mm-hmm. And he goes, actually, he goes uh, on December 12th to collect the roses, which actually is so interesting because our roses do not bloom mm-hmm. on Te- Tepeyac Hill at this time of the year. So they don't bloom, but Juan Diego was, um, found them. And he put them in his cloak, which was the, um, how's it called in Spanish, the cloak? Uh, the tilma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he put the roses on his tilma and, um, and went to deli- uh, deliver for the fourth time the message. And when he was talking, obviously, um, to the bishop, he was like, and, and she told me to, uh, to deliver these roses. And he actually just let go of the roses, and the image of Guadalupe actually appeared on the tilma, on the cloak. Appeared, and obvious, uh, is, as we, most of us know, uh, and, uh, the image of the Virgin of Guadalupe is actually um, uh, a brown-skinned virgin. Yes. So that's a that's a first, you know, shocking. That was a first. Yeah, that was uh-huh. a first, and actually that helped prop- uh, propel, you know, uh, that helped a lot in the conversion of a lot of uh, indigenous people to Christianity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is basically, yeah, that's the that that's the story. That's the story. La Virgen de Guadalupe mm-hmm. for everybody that may not know yeah. about her, but even today, I think there are a lot of celebrations oh yeah on december 12th i mean she's yes. major yeah no she uh, if you uh, you called yourself a mexican you know who she you is. know who she is yes. yeah because on december 12th we make a huge celebration it's part of the identity of mexican culture it is. Yeah, it is. I, I think that whether or not you're Catholic, I don't think it matters. Like, you know who La Virgen de Guadalupe mm-hmm. is. She's such a, a part of the Mexican culture. I would say she's, like, connected to what it means to be Mexican. Yes. And obviously, this uh, on the cloak, the, the tilma, is actually on display on the basilica. Yes, which which well, that was the temple see. that was built, you know. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is right now is the second basilica. The, the the first one actually um got replaced by the newest one. Yes, and there is such a deep um, reverence for La Virgen. A lot of people also do things called mandas. Oh yeah, that it is huge. The devotion to uh, the Virgen de Guadalupe is 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 huge in Mexico. Yeah. Yes, millions upon millions of people actually go and uh, do these uh, pilgrimages to the basilica. Mm-hmm. And they call them uh, mandas. mandas. Yeah. So mandas are like when you say Virgen, if you will, you know, help me beat, you know, an illness, or you mm-hmm. you help my daughter, my son to beat an illness, or something like that. Yeah. Then I will go and see you at La, you know, at Mexico City, and um, sometimes people will walk. Yeah. Right. On, I mean, sorry, not walk. They'll go on their knees. On, kneeling. Kneeling. They actually, yeah, they kneel and they... And they do they, different things. And they move. And they, yeah, they they walk on their knees, let's uh-huh. just say. <laughs> let's just say that's one yeah. way. Uh, like, there's just di- there's different mandas. There's di- different mandas. Sometimes it's just, I will make the trip to, uh, like a pilgrimage. I will mm-hmm. make the pilgrimage all the way to see you. Oh, you know, I, 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 you, you help me, you know, go yeah. and visit Mexico. And, and if I'm healthy and all that, I'll, I, I promise that I'm going to go and uh, visit you, you know? Yeah, Things so like there's, there's different mm-hmm. ways Di- different, of doing and the Different levels. Um, it all depends on the faith of the, the person. Yeah. Uh, 
And I think it's really important to say that people are asking for a miracle. It's not like, just help me. It really is. I have such immense faith and reverence for you. And I believe that you can make this miracle happen. Like there's, you know, I don't know, just this beautiful reverence for her to to ask for a miracle. Mm -hmm. Really, it's that, you know, yeah, I think that that it's, I, I want to make sure that it's um, that people understand like the the faith that people have for La Virgen is just it's immense, um, and and that's why she's such a powerful figure. Now I think you started talking about this when you were telling the story about you know there's also you know a little bit of a flip side to La Virgen right in which mm-hmm. um, people point out that her story, her existence, um, it was used as a tool yes. um, by the Catholic Church to further their project of converting people yeah. to Catholicism and as part of colonization, sorry, colonization, mm-hmm. right, of the indigenous people of Mexico. And yeah. so while there is this, you know, beautiful side to the story of La Virgen and the La Virgen itself, you know, the reverence that we have, there's also this side where you also understand that she was also used oh, yeah, as definitely. a tool. But men, humans, yeah, we have used a lot of, you know, different uh, people, different, uh, you know, like uh, religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and Iconic we have the good people. and the bad, right? Yeah, it's just like, how can we take advantage to further move along, you know? Yeah. Some other goals, agendas. Yeah, but having said that, then when you look towards um, more of the history of Mexico, mm-hmm. there's also how people would use her as a symbol of, of resistance. And, you know, even... Even when they were people in Mexico were fighting for independence from Spain, they had a banner yeah. of Our Lady of Guadalupe, mm-hmm. Guadalupe. Um, not just then, even even you know uh, the UFW, the United Farm Workers here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. when they're fighting, you know Cesar Chavez and everything during that time, they also had the banner of La Virgen de Guadalupe. Right? Is she's mm-hmm. this symbol? Of resistance at the same time. Yeah, yeah, well, and yet at the same time, it's uh, it represents uh, unity and hope. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So she's really this beautiful figure. Um, but what I want us to kind of slip into now um, is is talking about um, our own personal connection. Yeah. To because Lady at the King. end of the day, that's what matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and at least. Well, why don't you start? What do you you remember or what's your connection to La Virgen de Guadalupe? So, well, I actually grew up believing on the the Virgen de Guadalupe, Mm -hmm. like not questioning anything. Yeah. And uh, at the end of the day, it's just a beautiful belief uh, on, 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 on the Virgen and what she represents. Would you guys set up like an altar for her on the 12th or buy her roses? Or yeah. Light a Dec- uh, no, decorate the, the image. Okay. Always in, in our home, uh, there has been always an image of La Virgen de Guadalupe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Mexico, there was this uh, big uh, image in, in the living room. Mm-hmm. 
here uh, in California as well. Yeah, my, there's, uh, there's always uh, an image of the Virgen de Guadalupe. So, and I even up to this day, I continue to actually, uh, when I pray, there are some prayers that I say that, uh, that, come, that are for the Virgen de Guadalupe, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, for me at least. And, well, and, well, no, and I have to say them every morning. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, I feel that something in my day is missing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just this part of uh, rituals and routines. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, my my connection to La Virgen is a little bit more complicated, mm -hmm. and that's because, um, well, I grew up Catholic and um, religious, and going to church on Sundays, First Communion, the whole deal. Um, but there came a time where I started to question a lot of the beliefs. And so what ended up happening for me is that I kind of threw everything out. Like, I kind of just stopped. I don't know. Just just kind of threw everything out. You know, Jesus, La Virgen, like all of it mm -hmm. in a way. And kind of focused more on different you know, teachings around spirituality, right? And so it took me a while to come back and to be able to reintegrate mm -hmm. um, the different pieces that I really love about the Catholic religion, mm -hmm. right? And so... It's a, a lot of beautiful symbolism. Yes, mm -hmm. a lot of beautiful rituals, mm -hmm. symbolism, yeah. um, you know, just beliefs. And so I slowly started, you know, uh, bringing things back, and that included La Virgen. And it took me a while, but um, but I began to really just connect with her, I think, because of her role as a mother. Mm -hmm. And just this, you know, incredible, strong, mothering energy that uh, the Virgin Mary, Mother Mary is in general, but then also... Um, because, you know, my parents are from Mexico, that connection to La Virgen de Guadalupe is just, you know, it's it's strong and it's part of my culture. And so also reclaiming her as kind of part of my, you know, part of the spirit, you know, my spiritual kind of tools mm -hmm. and, and, you know, uh, who I revere. And, mm -hmm. and I call upon and I go for guidance for it and I connect with their their story and their teachings. And yeah, I just had to come back. I had to come back to reclaim, to reclaim that, you know. And so that's kind of, I think, the beauty of living a spiritual life and understanding, or at least for me, that everybody's spiritual path kind of is unique mm -hmm. and it should be. And so to be able to, um, you know, bring in La Virgen de Guadalupe as this strong, um, you know, feminine energy that teaches me a lot about mothering. Um, yeah, that, that's where I'm at with the Virgin today. Can you provide us an example how, how this the Virgin is gonna uh, has helped you become a better mom? Yes. So, 
Well, La Virgen, Mother Mary, or the Virgin, the Guadalupe? At the end of the day, it's the same person. It is, but I feel like, at least for me, they're... Their teachings are different. Yes, because and different. Yes, because different times. Yes, and so different. Obviously. When I think of La Virgen, you know, uh, not La Virgen, uh, Mother Mary, uh, la, la Mamá de Dios, the Mother of God, right? The the Mother of Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. When I when I think of her, I think of how she said yes to her role of being the Mother of Jesus. Right, she mm -hmm. said yes. Yeah, be careful with the, yeah because words have impact. Yes, yeah. mother of Jesus, or mother of God. I know, I know. Sorry, mother of Jesus. Is what yeah. I mean to say, um, as the mother of Jesus, she said yes, yes, mm -hmm. I will do this, mm -hmm. and and then to have the strength to allow her son to be. Jesus and mm -hmm. to be this carrier of this message, which ultimately led to his crucifixion, mm -hmm. right? Like, I can only imagine, like, she just, I guess as a mom, she, you know, we think, oh, no, I'm not going to let my kid do anything dangerous. I'm not going to let mm -hmm. my kid do something, you know. Or practice something that is going to be, it's going to uh, have you the age of being, you know, of being like uh, uh, physically attacked. Yes. At any given moment. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. there was so many things I'm sure that that um, we can't even imagine maybe today. But I do imagine that she was afraid for him. And yet she still let him, you know, she still allowed him to be free, to, mm -hmm. to be his full self. And so as a mother, I lean into that, mm -hmm. you know, to, 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 to try and allow my kids to... You know, to be free, to not let the fears of what I am afraid of for them to mm -hmm. really hinder, you know, them being their full selves to, yeah. to go along, you know, the, to follow the choice, to allow them to make the choices that they want to yeah. make for their mm -hmm. life, you know. Yeah, the freedom to yeah. choose. So when I think of, when I think of, you know, the mother of Jesus, that's what I think of, you know, uh, Mary. When I think of La Virgen de Guadalupe, um... I think her story is more of just the motherly presence and um, more of that she was guiding Juan Diego as a mom because she does more of that guidance, mm -hmm. right? Where she, where she says, am I not here that I'm your mother? Mm -hmm. You know, like... Um, I'm supporting you, mm -hmm. right? And this, and this feeling of how Mother Earth mm -hmm. and the motherly energy is always supporting us. Yeah. And so she's like a, 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 what do you call? What's the word I'm looking for? She's a manifestation of that, yeah. and a reminder of that, just motherly love. Yeah, and unconditional love as well. Because yes. for me, what the first uh, thing is like, why did she appear as a brown skin virgin? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and that means like. Even though, yeah, the indigenous people, I, I love you. I don't care about you, the color of your skin, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't care about, uh, yeah, you just, yeah, I'm here. I'm, yeah, I love you. Yeah. But then, yeah, there's something else. Yeah. Once we take that, you know, into yeah. something else. But, you know, she's just the symbol of, uh, of this motherly love that whether or not, you know, 
we we as mothers maybe we have a nurturing mm-hmm. you know presence in our lives maybe we don't and but regardless there is a motherly loving presence that sustains us and supports us at all times and that we can mm-hmm. connect to yes and so that to me and it exists for all cultures yes. all you know the social classes that we have created you know mm-hmm. backgrounds ethnic classes yeah all and of so i can lean into that and and mother myself in those times where i need that for myself and then um and that hopefully allows me to be a better mother but then in those moments where i think man what if the day comes when when i'm no longer here mm-hmm. and my kids will move on without me or or because they're going to move on regardless are, of that right yeah. mm-hmm. i mean we don't know you know we don't know the future but there it, it can happen and and who knows when it'll be and or even in those moments where i feel like i fail um as a mom because that's normal too i also i know that my kids also I w- have a i wouldn't call it fail like, I know. you know like fall short of your personal expectations thank you that you have yes, for yourself when I fall short thank you that's a beautiful mm-hmm. way to say it um I also know that no matter what, there's this motherly presence that also supports my children and that also they have access to. I'm not it for them. Mm-hmm. I'm not all of it. Mm-hmm. I'm just a physical manifestation of a mom mm-hmm. in this moment, in this lifetime with them. Mm-hmm. But they also have a grander motherly presence that supports them. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's beautiful. And, and I, I, I don't know, that makes my life that much more rich. Yeah. spiritually to know that um i can connect to that that energy in my life mm-hmm. you know i feel like a lot of times um in those hard times that's what we need we need these reminders that we are supported that we mm-hmm. are loved that we are you know we can access that nurturing that we need yeah and for me the praise in the morning that what brings me i do them not out of uh ritual and necessity mm-hmm. i do them because it brings me a sense of uh, peace and calmness focus yeah that's why when I, whenever i don't do them i feel like uh, something is missing mm-hmm. and sometimes because that's sometimes i do forget yeah, yeah. It, it, it like nurtures it, 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 i do forget but why because you know every morning is different yeah mm-hmm. uh and, and that's when i go oh and, I, and when i tend to remember i do the, and do them it just brings me that personal, you know, peace and, and focusness and, and presence yes. uh, of the present moment. Yes. Uh, the, the consciousness of the present moment is beautiful for me. It, yes. it helps a lot. So, that... One more thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't yeah, know if it goes to, yeah. But although this is, uh, uh, I do them, now it's starting, uh, for a while, I've been starting to, you know, pay attention to what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I'm starting like, who created this? Prayers, <laughs> because there are some stuff that I, I I don't actually connect with, you know. Oh, there's some words or phrases. There are some words and phrases that don't, but yet I do say them and go like, I'm sorry, but I, yeah, I just grab, I just grab what it makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. I'm like, eh, yeah, but that I don't, I don't know, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know if it is, but I do it because this is my prayer. <laughs> Yes. It is my prayer, so I'm going to be focusing on the things that, you know, that makes me feel alive. And Mm -hmm. it's going to make me, uh, you know. That brings you peace and, you know, a sense of connection. And physical connection, as long as it helps me become, um, you know, the best version of myself at any given moment. Mm -hmm. What else can I ask for? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, I think our purpose and in sharing all of this, honestly, is just to share. Mm-hmm. Um, I will definitely be putting out an altar for La Virgen. We've been doing it um, and the we last have, couple of years. Yes, and we have a beautiful image of La yes. Virgen. And mm-hmm. then we'll be putting roses for her and lighting candle for her for that And yes, day. we have roses this time of the year. <laughs> yes, we do, <laughs> we do. Um, A lot of them, yeah. And, and you know, uh, becoming a part of the community that celebrates her and, and mm-hmm. reveres her um, and, and connects with her. Um, but, you know, sharing it because I think it's, it's really beautiful to offer perhaps a different perspective yeah. On La Virgen. Yeah, because the yeah, because way. there's there's so many other things about that uh, that are said about yeah. the Virgen, but at the end of the day, is just noise. Focus yeah. on the things that make you feel better and feel good. If something doesn't bring you that peace and that, probably is not good. Yeah, <laughs> and I also think that there there are people a thousand percent because I a lot know. of people. Honestly, I mention it, but a lot of people are gonna focus. Why we got the Catholic Church use the brown skin just to compare more indigenous people? That's not the whole point, you know. That's mm-hmm. that's not the point. The point is just to bring peace, hope, unity. You know, give us something to rely upon in hard times. I because I do believe in hope. Hope is is, is essential. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she's definitely a symbol of that for many, 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 many people. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, that's that's part of what makes her such a long-standing symbol yeah. in, in our culture. So, um, having said that, I want to close us out yeah. with a, a beautiful reflection that actually she's part of a oracle deck that I love. Um, it's from the Divine Feminine oracle deck by megan watterson and i have actually had la virgen come up for me a couple of times when i've drawn from the oracle deck and i absolutely love what Mm -hmm. it says so i'll leave you with this and um and yeah we'll see you guys uh next time yes so here it is it's so it says when St. Juan Diego was concerned that the archbishop would not believe him and was racing to meet Our Lady of Guadalupe. She appeared suddenly and said the most beloved phrase in the apparition story, a phrase that is inscribed on the entrance to her basilica. No estoy yo aquí que soy tu madre. Am I not here, I who am your mother? The energy of a mother's love can travel to meet you anywhere, whether within the world or within your own heart. The message is that she is here. You are mothered. But the message is also to ask for what you need. St. Juan Diego asked Our Lady of Guadalupe for a sign that proved her identity and existence. She gave him her image emblazoned inside his cloak, one that has been venerated and considered holy ever since because he asked for her assistance. We are ennobled with free will. The divine needs our request for assistance in order to enter our lives. All we need to do is to assume the simplicity the heart, and the humility of a child, and ask for a sign that she is here. We will be met with more love than we could ever imagine. And love is always the greatest and most powerful energy of protection. Yes. Be beautiful. Hasta la próxima, everybody. Hasta la próxima. Y que viva. La evolución. Adiós. Hi. Hi.
If you like this podcast, please share it with your friends and family. You can subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. It's super important to help spread the message. You can also follow our parents on Instagram at im.isyania, at Paolo Manchaca, and at Somos.Padres. Gracias. Gracias.